0: Okay, today's sheer. Tonight's sheer is dedicated by Ariella Bestamsky, and this is in honor of her mother's yard site, which is going to be on Shabbos, the 13th of Tishrei. May her Neshama have a very great aliyah to the greatest of light, heights and lights. Such a high, such a high sheer. Should be a big schuss for her. Parsha Sazinu. Okay. That have been done. We're ready to start. We are now in the middle of a discourse that we started last week. As you know Ashamayim, fascinating mimer, and we're holding by Perikhey. Okay. So just to recap, for those that are joining now, weren't here last week, and even for those that were here last week, to so just reconnect where we were learning. Moshe Rabbeinu says, listen up, heaven, Zishma Aretz, and hear earth. And as the Altar Rebbe explains, that Moshe Rabbeinu, in addition to speaking to the heaven and the earth, he's speaking to the inner core, the soul of the heaven and the soul of the earth, which are the nishamas, the souls of the Jewish people. The two types of souls, the two types of Jews, there are Jews that are heavenly Jews, and there are Jews that are earthy Jews. Both of them are holy, and it's even hard to figure out who plays a bigger role in creation: the heavenly Jews are the earth earth. I don't want earth connected Jews. Heavenly Jews means Jews who occupy themselves in Torah study. Torah is from the heaven. Um, earth Jews are Jews who occupy themselves primarily in mitzvah observance. In other words, they are people of business nature, but yet a Jew, a real Jew, doesn't have really a business in the world. We are godly ambassadors. We're here for for something higher, something godlier. So when Jews are working for a living, it's because it gives them an opportunity to do more mitzvahs. So those are considered the earth Jews. So there's the Jews of heaven and the Jews of earth. And Moshe Rabbeinu says, listen up Jews, listen up souls, heaven, heaven Jews, earth Jews. And what is he telling them to listen? What is he telling them? He's telling them, Yarif likhi, speaking about the greatness of the Torah. My words, which by means of my words, likhi, you are taking me. As he explained in the discourse we learned last week, that through the Torah and the mitzvahs, we're actually taking God's very self and bringing him down to the world. So he says, "Yadoif it will it will drip kamatar like rain lichim my Torah tizal katal it will it will drip like dew imrasi my words." And as he's going to explain in the current today's class, these are referring to two dimensions of Torah, which have a very 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 great impact on the world, but on on ourselves on each and every one of us so what is this godly spiritual impact that the Torah has and that it, there is two types of Torah Torah that is compared to rain and Torah that is compared to uh, dew for that we need to understand the main bene, uh, beneficiary of rain is the earth or rather the inhabitants of earth that benefit from the earth and as we learned last week the earth is the greatest provider. The earth provides nourishment, food for all of its million, billions of inhabitants. The, the earth feeds endlessly all of its creatures, everybody that's on the earth. The power that the Abish to put into the earth, of course, it's God's power that he put into the earth. Even though it's the earth that has that power to do that, that power will not be realized unless it is. It, ne- it needs to be generated. In other words, it's there, it needs to be stimulated. In order to stimulate the earth there are three primary things. Number one, you need to put in seeds. You need to plant something. When you plant something, the earth will respond. Number two, we learned it need to, before you plant or after you plant, but whatever it is, you need to soften the earth, and that's the plowing procedure. And then in addition to softening and plowing the earth... Last thing is you need to irrigate the earth. You need to pour water on it. You pour water on the earth, so then the earth will grow. And you pour water on the earth, then the earth will grow. That is the, the uh, that's what it that's what will produce. So as this applies in a more spiritual sense, he says that each and every one of us is like planet earth. Hashem refers to the Jewish people, you are the land of my desire. So each and every one of us is like the planet Earth, and we have a powerful crop to produce. The crop that we produce is the revelation of the Abishter of God Almighty Himself on this Earth. We bring Hashem down into this world. The collective work of the Jewish people throughout history will have the greatest crop ever. And Hashem, with all of His, Himself, with everything that He is, will be revealed down here in this world. Um, and then, but we're all, we're, all, we're all partners in that. We all contribute. Every single one of us contributes to that through being living a life as a Jew. And He went on to explain that the main power, in, the earth in us, is really our earthy side. And the earthy side of us I would, generally we would think if it's the earthy side, it's the body but he doesn't associate it so much to the body he associates it to the animal spirit the animal spirit that is within us that animal spirit has the power to produce and that has to do with the, even though it's an animal spirit it's a lowly being and if we do not pay attention to fix it to direct it to guide and elevate it to a higher state if we let it to its own devices, this animal will remain an animal and will be a very destructive creature. Yet, with the proper, with the proper uh, guidance and with the proper, when we say harnessing of this animal power, in that animal soul lies the secret of all of our ability to produce. That's why he explained. We learned last week that the mitzvahs were given to us all to be performed with our animal side our neshama can't do any mitzvahs every mitzvah and he went through the various different mitzvahs that we would possibly be able to argue they belong to the soul and he explains even them even those mitzvahs in order to, to do them properly it must be done with the body and with the animal spirit because when you're doing mitzvahs you're stimulating mitzvahs are like seeds it's stimulating the power that's in the earth, and the power that's in the earth is our animal consciousness. And, because, and, and how does it have such a high power to grow? And as we're going to see, what is it really producing? It's drawing down God Himself, the Eberster Himself, that which. So we're going to see in a moment, like why that's so like crazy. Um, the reason the animal soul has that power and our Nishama does not have that power, has to do with the idea. That the animal soul originates in a very, 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 very lofty state of the of, of the divine manifestation, which is a secret which we discussed many times, called the secret of the world of Tayu. With the world of Tayu, with the world of chaos, this is prior to the concept Koshviras Akelin, the shattering of the vessels, the energies of the divine were un, were were revealed un unfiltered god revealed his power unfiltered but he did create certain containers to be able to receive him in his unfiltered with his unfiltered power but those containers did not have the ability to truly facilitate this in because the light and the energy was so endless and so limitless the 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 the, the vessels as enormous as they were they were not able to con- to contain it and they shattered our animal soul comes from that. And he actually brought a, 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 uh, a connection that our animal soul, even though it looks like an animal, and it is an animal consciousness, it's very lowly and beastly, but originally it comes from that very lofty state. But even just the recent history, our animal souls were once part of the special group of angels called the Ofanim, As we learned last week, the Ofanim are the lowest angels. They inhabit the world closest to the physical. It's called Olam Asiya HaRuchni, the spiritual world of Asiya. That's where these animals, these Ofanim angels reside. Our animal soul is like a derivative from these angels called the Ofanim. A very, 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 very lowly derivative, like the waste of them, turns into our animal soul. But yet it comes from them. And there we also see an interesting thing. When we talk about davening, we find that the ofanim have a power to bring God down into the world more than all the other angels. We say the ofanim say, Baruch Kavod Hashem which means Baruch means to draw down. They're the ones who draw down. There are Malachim, there are angels, that are lofty, 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 way, 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 way above the ofanim. They're so much loftier and so greater but those malachim even though they speak of God's greatness and God's transcendence and perhaps they yearn a little bit for that transcendental light like we learned last week like we learned last week you know two is double one In any case, um, the the eiphanim. So what we learned last week was that the eiphanim have such power because. Why do the eiphanim have such power? Because oh, oh, I'm sorry. The sraffim, the higher angels, they say Kaddish 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 Hashem tzvachos. They appreciate. the Malachim the the malachim, the Shrafim, they appreciate they appreciate how weak how weak and utterly insignificant all of creation is. As we learned last week that all of creation is deriving its existence only from one letter of Hashem and even from a letter it's the weakest the letter in which the a has the least investment in when we spoke about the insignificance of, of one letter in a human experience when we utter a letter when we, when, we, when we evaluate and estimate the power of that one letter compared to the person's general energy Even compared just to the power of speech, let alone to the power of thought, let alone to the power of emotion, let alone to to the power of intelligence, let alone to the power of the deeper desires of a human being. What's a letter? A letter is nothing in terms of containing the human being. How much is one tiny letter? And amongst the letters, the one that has the least energy is the hay. And the hay becomes the source of all the gazillion, gazillion angels. And worlds and college, well, not everything, everything that we know in existence, anything we've ever gotten excited about, anything anything that provides us with life, pleasure, inspiration, knowledge, everything anybody ever learned this is talking about everything, everything, every book that's ever written, every experience that ever experienced, ever exploration that was ever explored, and infinitely beyond that it's all deriving from that one little letter. The Sraphim are excited about it, but they're, they, but they're excited that they, they're, and they appreciate that God is totally beyond, 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 as we said, three times Kaddish. But they kind of have a certain satisfaction in the very fact that they appreciate this, and this gives them pleasure. So they're not burning, because they're, they're delighting in the idea that God is so great, even though they're looking at Him from the outside. Because they're looking at Him from within this tiny little hay. And of course, they're curious to know what's outside of the hay, and to get closer to it. But they're not burning, with the same kind of burning, like their distant cousins. The distant cousins of the shrafim. They're standing in a much, 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 much lower world, of course, compared to them. Have they're ignorant? These are the ignoramuses. But precisely because they're ignorant, they don't have nothing to satiate their thirst. They they appreciate. They hear their their colleague. Um, intellectual malachim getting all excited and saying Kaddish, 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 but they don't get it, but they know there's something very exciting, so their emotions are stimulated. And these are angels, so they're pretty heated, heated beings. When they get turned on, it's like whew, horrible. I'm mean, not wonderful, not horrible. Wonderful. They're burning like crazy with a burning fire for the Abish there. But because their burning for God is so strong, their emotions exceed the excitement that the intellect generates in this rafi. and that's the idea of rash gadol. And this is the content of what we learned last week: the power of that rash gadol, that rash gadol, that yearning, that excitement, that dafka these an- malachim that are more like animals. Lack of knowledge, lack of understanding, you have is what actually yanks and pulls at the infinite being that transcends creation. Baruch Hashem. They're the ones who draw down the kavod Hashem. The, the, the seraphim say, Kavoidah. They they, 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 they're living in a world of revelation, or at least what they think is revelation. And that's satisfactory enough that they say, God's glory fills everywhere. But the oifanim, because they're in such darkness are baruch, they're asking for the revelation of Kavay And guess what happens? As a result of their request, they create, create that powerful, they create that powerful um, 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 pull, magnetic pull. They pull down the Eberster himself. They pull at God and draw the Eberster down to fill the cosmos, to fill the world. So similar to that, we learned last week, this, the, just like it takes Tavke the Oifanim, and the real reason why the Oifanim have that power is based on the same thing we said earlier, because they're really, the Oifanim come from a world, in their source, the Oifanim, these emotional, hot-headed Oifanim, come from a much higher place than where the Shrafim come from. They come more from the world of Tikkun, the Shrafim, and the Oifanim come from the world of Toyim. And the world of Tayu is energy, unrestrained energy. And therefore their energy, even though it, they're, they're, they're in a much coarser, lower place, but their desire to have the Ebershter has a certain intensity that the angels that are in a much higher world don't have. And with that power, they can pull on the infinite. And he explained, we learned last week, that the cousins, not the cousins, the derivatives of the Ifanim, our, is our animal soul. Our animal soul also is a, is a foreigner to the, to, to, the, to the godly experience. So when our neshama comes down into our animal soul, into our human experience, and takes our human spirit, which sometimes we'll refer to it as our animal spirit, and enlightens it with an awareness of the ebishter, an awareness of God, it creates an excitement that the neshama doesn't have. And that's the deeper meaning of with both your hearts. You got to get your Yitzhahara in, into it. If the Yitzhahara doesn't get into it, then it's mellow. The godly soul is excited, but it's a weak excitement. In which he gets his animal, its Yitzhahara involved, it becomes extremely intense. And then you have the intensity of a balchuva that's over at tzaddik. And only that intense yearning of the Baal Tshuva, That's why Nishamas come in this world. They should become And Nishamis are all tzaddikim. They make their way all the way down to go into this coarse, dense spirit. Since it's a foreigner to anything godly, it's very difficult. It's an animal. It doesn't want to take his head out of the hay. That's why he wants to keep his head in physical enjoyments all day. But when you can manage to wrestle it free, and, you, and it, it can lend you its ear a little bit. That takes a little meditation and getting getting, aware of the Ebershter, like we learned in today's Rambam. Every day we learn to share Rambam. The Rambam says that the only way to come to love God is to become familiar with God. You've got to study it. In the days of the Rambam, we didn't have Chasidus, So he says, you know, look into the world, and learn those things that will bring you to that kind of awareness. Today we understand. It's an absolute must- to learn is to have the mitzvah of Ava Hashem, because you can really get to know the God as a result of all this that we learn. But in any case, that's the objective. And that's why he says the animal soul is considered the earth, the soil. And it has the power to, core, when he spoke about the on is to, 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 to bring forth the crop. The crop is the revelation of God himself in this world. The fulfillment of what the Ifana are yearning for. The Ifanim has two phases. First there is Ifanim Berash kadol. They make a tremendous rash. And that's similar to the noise that the Nefesh Bahamas gets when it gets involved in Kadusha. By the way, it says that those people who don't really have much Nefesh Bahamas, when they get excited, when they, meaning because they're very edel, very refined Nefesh Bahamases, they daven, it's very quiet, their whole davening experience. Even though when they're really, really meditating because it's... But those that have more to burn up So when they get excited, it's a very noisy excitement. It's a rash gadol. You know, there's excitement. They're jumping. They're leaping. They're shouting. They're clapping, because there is a there is a something that is ungodly is burning up in godliness. That excitement, um, like last night, everybody yelled. Last night everybody yelled Shema Yisrael. Why couldn't we just do it very silently? Deep moment of silence. The yelling comes from the fact that it's we're recognizing it's Nila now and the animal soul is appreciating that idea. That more, uh, th- and that's what gets excited and, 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 and gives it all this all this oomph. So even in a very lofty moment of Nila, we're doing it with our nefesh of Bahamas, not outside. Not outside of our bodies, with our bodies. No, it's good. Quite on the contrary, that's where the power lies because, the, because the, the neshama is a tzaddik and uh, the, the Nefsha bahamas is the bal tshuva that's noisy that's the idea so what happens just like the eifanim after they yearn and they make this big commotion what happens the ebishter responds and wow and there is the baruch kavod Hashem the glory of God comes down and by the way, last week we learned to Gishma Kabirah. What does it mean? Baruch But I'm going to leave that for a moment because it's Negeah to today's class. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. The same way when our Nefesh Bahamas Same way when our animal soul gets excited about holiness and godliness and it yearns and the response that we get is also, just like the Ifanim say, Baruch Kavoid Hashem. so too when we make a hundred brachas a day. The hundred brachas is the response to our yearning of Bechol of. When we yearn with our Nefesh of amas, we stimulate, we, we're triggering. But then we need it to come down. B'nizgala. And what's the gilu? The gilu is through the brachas. And he explained it very gishmak. When a yid says, Baruch ashem, Hashem, Baruch Hashem means blessed are you, God, Eloi Keinu. means my Ebeshter, my God. That means that as a result of our avoda that we do, we cause that the Ebeshter should be Nizgala inside our consciousness, mamish, 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 to fill us completely. That we should be powerfully aware of Moloi Kala Eretz that the Ebeshter is the only reality and that He fills everything, and there's no existence other than Him, and all is but Him. We should feel it within ourselves, that literally our koyach to move is the koyach of God, not not our koyach. To be aware that our power to think, our our entire consciousness, our entire power, our entire energy, and not just our energy, but our container as well, which is our body, and every limb of our body, and not just our body, but the world itself. It's not. It's all. All that it is is an expression of God's of Malchus of the world of Asiya, which is the Abish there as He's manifesting in the physical world. So the, the way it works is Barachat Hashem Keinu. First, we should feel that Ms. That truth permeating every fiber of our being internally, and then as a result of that, Melech Olam, we recognize it in the world. But not only do we recognize it in the outside world, but we actually bring about that one day, the world itself should feel that way. Which is going to be in the messianic era, in the time of Mashiach. Where the world itself will see itself as a constant wave of, of, of godliness. Okay, a sound waves of Hashem. That's what everything is. It's, all it is is just words of the Eberster, and that's its very substance of its existence, of everything. That's the way the world is going to feel. That's the result of our brachas that we make. He said, so he said it's two phases. It's brachas, and another, and even stronger than brachas, he says, when we actually do the mitzvah. When we do mitzvahs throughout the day, what's a mitzvah? A mitzvah is creating a vessel in this world for the eibishter to reveal himself in. And he explains that's the idea of a vodim, limbs. Just like a human soul can't reveal itself in this world unless there is a body. Without a body, a human spirit, a human's floating. There might be 50 human spirits float, floating through this room right now. Could be. No one knows. No one will feel it. Because until that Nishama doesn't enter into a body, and then it can make itself. The same too, the Abhishta is abstract, very nice. He's everywhere, he's everywhere. But he's not real in this world until we give him a Kali. We give him a body. And what's the body? The body of the mitzvahs that we do. Every mitzvah gives God expression in this world. Of course, when we do the mitzvah, we don't see the godly flow. We don't see the soul of the mitzvah, the godly flow. We only see the physical substance of the mitzvah. But when Mashiach will come, we will see the Nishama, we will see the eibishter in all those mitzvahs that we did. And those mitzvahs have permeated already the entire planet. So we will see already the eibishter everywhere as a result of all those mitzvahs. So that's, the effects that's the that's the that's the crop that grows from our 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 animal soul from our soil but in order to get the the animal soul won't do anything it's interested in, in kishke and herring you know it's interested in in, in, in a hamburger it, it's not it it doesn't have any 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 sensitivity to anything holy and godly so how do you get it to be excited about something? A lachus For that, the is to plant a seed. What is the seed? The seed is the neshama. The neshama is the seed that goes into the animal soul. Oyer, we said in Yom Kippur, we said, Oyer zaru alat The neshama is planted, and it, but but again, the power to produce in the animals. Okay, now let's read it. and read further. We're holding. Ahmed um, Khila, Perik page 150. This is the third Mimer Hazinu in Torah Oyer. I'm sorry, in Lakuti Torah. Page 150, Daf Ayan He Amid Dalit. Okay. Here we go. Ahmed Khila, Tzarek Li is, but in order for it to grow, we first need to accomplish something. Yarif Kamotar. First, it needs to drip like rain. He because we've explained earlier. But his galus in the marshal in the analogy. In the analogy where we spoke about the revelation of the power of vegetation, that's in the earth for it to bring forth its vegetation. It first needs to be It first needs a plowing let it out let it up boys to soften up kishshi when the earth when the soil is very very dense thick and hard is garnished waxen, nothing is gonna grow so it needs to be soft afterwards day motor through the rain when the rain comes down and it and it moistens and it makes the earth wet, nice and wet. Then is when the earth will give forth its vegetation, its crop. and the same is literally in our animal soul, in order that it should be revealed the tremendous potent power that is contained inside that animal spirit, for it to sprout forth. His galos, what's its first crop? First it meets the yearn. That's its, its koyach, it says, His galos harash gadol, in order for it to reveal its tremendous power of the earth, to yearn for God. It's thirst, that's the raj gadol. Min now, even from the from the seed that was planted, what was the seed that was planted? The neshama. But in order for the neshama to communicate with the animal soul and get the animal soul involved, so here's a very very important thing. First, you got to plow the are which softens the soil. The what does that mean? It means a broken heart, a crushed spirit because a hard for firm land, that, does not, that is not plowed doesn't make any. Hasallah when it's, when, it's, when it's hard and, and tough, it doesn't, doesn't do anything. It needs to be soft. You have to plow, break the soil. Can you do as it is done. So what does that mean in a, in a person? We have to break our, our humble the ego. Bring your, a person has to bring himself to a lave Nishbar. And he's going to explain the whole union of the Yamim Nairaim of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur and Elul and slichas and all that is to soften the heart. A Yid should feel a little broken. But now he's not yet talking about Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, now he's talking about daily. Every day a Yid has to bring himself in order in the morning that his mitzvahs should have power, That is, it's all dependent on the animal soul. And the soil, in order for it to be good soil, it has to be soft. But that's not enough. Even after it gets soil, it still needs to be irrigated. It needs the rain. And afterwards it needs the rain to make the earth damp and soil. And and, 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 damp and uh, moist. And that is the Torah study. The mitzvahs are the crops in which God has revealed it. In the mitzvah. But before that we need to learn Torah. And we have to every day study Torah. What is, why, why is Torah study so crucial, so pivotal in a Jew's life? Without Torah, nothing works. Everything is like, it's dead. You need the water. Now what's the connection? What Torah is compared to water? Just like water moistens the soil. Until it becomes wet. So much. Li yosmuchshed es la haytzit In order for it to be ready, to be mukshar, in order for it to be conducive to give out its 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 growth, kach ha toira the same as kain ha So is the toira mamshech p'chenas habittel The toira soft moistens the earth means it brings bittel into the soul. Acha racharishe after the plowing. So one can ask, what exactly does this mean? Once you have a broken heart already, so you have already the bittle. Person has a broken heart; he has already a, he has already bittle. So what's the Torah adding to the broken heart? The answer is, is a very big difference. A broken heart means I'm not happy with myself. I feel I don't have that inflated sense of self-importance and that I'm such an important creature. Because when you have that sense of self-importance and Thickness of zfridenkeit of of, 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 of of like I'm the you know the old, you know the greatest uh, entity. When a person feels that he's not a caliph for anything, so first person has to feel very broken of how you know everybody take that that in their own life, whatever it is that we feel that we've not been what we should have been, you know, what we should be doing in this world, and that creates a broken heart then there's something else and that is that the person needs to feel a bittle to the ebishter not stomach brokenness it's two things broken heart is that there's no ego but there's, there's another in it that there has to be a bittle, a complete nullification to God when the, the nephesh is totally bottled to the there. Then it can sense in its bittle, It can allow God in, because God can only reside where there is bittle Where there is no bittle where there is self, there is no. So even though a broken heart, it doesn't mean that there's no self. I'm frustrated with myself, but there's still a self. A bittle means that you sense you sense the truth of of, of that. that I'm not just saying intellectually, you sense it emotionally, you sense it in your very being. That Einoid Movaday, that Hashem is, and there's no other reality but Him. That MS and that truth is saturated into the Neft, becomes absorbed in the animal soul through Limud Torah. Why? Because Torah comes from the Ebershter's Chachma. Let's think what Torah is. Torah comes from the Ebershter's Wisdom. Now, Chochmah is the first Keli, the first Sphera, to touch the Ein Sof, the first Sphera that receives. If you're talking about worlds, what's worlds? Worlds give off a sense of beingness. Worlds are the opposite of Bittol. A world means a something. It's the opposite of it. The more the worlds develop, the more the worlds evolve. The thicker. The thicker its is, the more dense it is, the greater the worlds feel themselves, the greater the worlds feel themselves, the less they feel God. So when we want to get to the closest experience of something, that is, so you have to get to the first stage of possible existence which doesn't feel itself at all, it just feels the power of the ain't-sov. And that's chachma. Chachma is the the first. And chachma is like total transparent to God. And that's what the the meaning of the word chachma is. Kayachma, the power of being totally bottled, doesn't have any beingness. Torah emanates from that level of chachma. Since Torah is emanating from chachma, and when you're learning Torah, what you're really doing is you're digesting Bittl. You're internalizing Bittl. And even though you're studying the Torah, and the Torah is already formed, the Torah already enclosed itself in physical debates and discussions about the material things in the world, it's talking about the physical things in the world, but it itself is not physical. It itself is divine, discussing the physical. And therefore, the Torah itself has that energy of Bittl. But, here's the idea. If a person who's arrogant learns the Torah, if he doesn't have a broken heart, so it's like pouring water on top, top of hard soil, it's just going to stay on top. It's not going to get into the earth. It's not going to have any effect on it. Notwithstanding the fact that the water is water, it's not going to it's not gonna permeate the earth. But if a person has a broken heart, and then he learns Torah, Torah introduces this, this heavenly beetle, into the Nefesh. Once the Nefesh, who is essentially, we're talking about the Nefesh of Bahamas, the animal soul, who is essentially an ego centric being, absorbs, gets moisturized with the Torah, the animal soul stops feeling itself and it starts feeling God in its kishkas, in its inner being. It gets totally dissolved, it gets a total bittl to the Ebishtar. And in that bitl, it begins to produce its power of vegetation. And what's its power of vegetation? Its incredible yearning that it has, similar to the Ufanim, to connect to God. And as a result of that, Hashem responds and we have the the crop growing. But you need to moisture the earth. So first, moisturing the earth, first is breaking it. That's a broken heart. Which is a preparation for something godly. Then the Torah study, filling that broken heart with the best stuff of heaven, which is the highest levels of bittle. And then you can hope for something to grow. As he says, Sha'oz, that's he says, It's mamshik the bitl into the soul, after the plowing. Kishahu lev and nishbar be'emes, when a person had really a broken heart. That could be the reason why we don't receive the Torah until Yom Kippur, after we broke the heart. Yom Kippur, God gives us the second luchos. Because the luchos, that's the water. That's the rains. That's what we also say in Yom Kippur. He's going to bring it later. The idea of a zarakti mayim Torah, I'm going to sprinkle upon you the waters. The waters are the waters of Torah, the waters of divine wisdom, which bring the sense of God into our being. And that's why afterwards the Nisham is the animal soul, which again is the soil, is able to to, to make to vegetate or to make growth, Yeshua is the salvation, which is really the revelation of Hashem. So so it says in Medrash, On this Pesach, they say like this, it will drip like rain, the word yarov also comes from the word to chop. Like egla arufa, the, the calf that gets its neck chopped. So arufa means to chop. Yarof kamatar means, what does rain have to do with chopping? So the sages say it like this, if the creatures chop their, their, their stiff neck, which means if people humble themselves and they break their egos and they humble themselves before God, God makes it rain. But if they don't have that humility, Hashem will not make it rain. So it's calling for a certain crush. What is physically, What is just like in the physical world, rains don't have any benefit unless there's a plowed field. So, so too. So that makes sense now. The, the rains of Torah will not come. Why would God give those rains if it's going to be wasted? If what? If it's not a plowed, if it's not a plowed surface, which is the animals. If the creations broke their neck, instantly rain falls. And that's why we take a look in Tractate Masechtas Tainis. It talks about if there's no rains, they would fast. And the purpose of the fasting, as we later going to see, is mainly to break the ego. You don't give the ego what it wants because the ego feels entitled. So you're fasting to, not to give it what it wants so it should that it still breaks it. The, um, and it also says over there that when they made those fasts and if rains wouldn't come, they would gather into the streets, into the big town square, and they would, they would have a special chacham, a special elderly tzaddik, and he would give them a rebuke. And the rebuke would help them break their hearts. When they had a broken heart, rain would come. That's what it is. It's a broken heart. This is what the sages say, and the sages, no, but once you have the broken heart, then you can introduce the Torah to truly bring in the sense of God, the sense of Abish there, and the to Hashem even into the tough material of the animal soul. And Chazal say in if you encounter this maneuver what would be a good English word for Medoval? It's a word you say, which you don't... Huh? This, this despicable one. If you encounter this despicable one, um, who's the despicable one? That's the Yitzhahara. If a day after Yom Kippur, anybody can relate to this? I can relate to it. If a day after Yom Kippur, you've already been feeling your animal soul having the chutzpah to like introduce in different thoughts and different ideas which you really wouldn't want it to come into your mind in Yom Kippur. And if a day later he has the chutzpah, that's called the minuval. Okay, So if he's got this, if this maneuver appears, what should you do? The sage is saying, pull him to the base medrash. Pull him to the house of study. Im evenu, even if he's rock hard like a stone, he will dissolve. What does that mean? Toirah has a special power to bring bittle into a stone heart, the Torah is to the soul, like water, even a stone, it's when water drips on stone a long time, like the story of Rabbi Akiva, it ultimately causes a, it dissolves the stone, even if a person has a very thick, dense soul, but it's interesting, he's not talking about a broken heart now, because you're talking after it's broken. Before it's broken, it, you, the, the rains won't even help him. After the heart is broken, it's still a thick, dense spirit. That means that even if I'm even if I'm brokenhearted, but even in my brokenness, I'm still busy, I'm still feeling myself very much. I'm not feeling the Abishta. So in order to feel God, that's what you have to have: the Torah. The Torah comes and dissolves the density he should suddenly sense that this is the Abster's world. even if a person's soul mitumtam, It's dense and thick like a stone. like this stone. The Torah is able to melt it. Why? because the Torah draws down supernal waters. And it's called the rain of your earth. Meaning it's rain that's meant to do a job on the earth. Why? What's this unique power of the Torah? Because Torah, it's DNA. Where is it coming from? It's the Torah. It's the supernal wisdom of God. It's what we learned last week. What the Aifanim are calling for, Baruch Kavoyi D'ashem Memakoyimoy. The Aifanim realize how thick they are, how dense they are. And it bothers them, that they're living in a world of such density and such concealment. And they're asking for the giloy of Chachma, Kavoid is Gematria Lamed Beis. It's Gematria 32. So it's the 32 pathways of wisdom. Baruch Kavoyi D'ashem, meaning let it be revealed, the 32 pathways of Chachma. means even higher than Chachma Kesar. That's what we learned last week, but it's not so... Nagaya right now. So let this be revealed in a world which is the opposite of Khvaidavaya. It's the opposite of wisdom, of, of godly wisdom, which is completely transparent, that gives you a powerful godly sense. Last week we learned that there's another level of wisdom, worldly wisdom, which does the opposite. It's ego building. Amazing. He's explained that Dafka wisdom and intelligence can turn when it's not. When it's not this higher, godlier wisdom directly plugged into Hashem, but it's a lower level wisdom, eitzadas tovera wisdom, that kind of wisdom creates ego. And that's why we see, and I mentioned it last week, that precisely those that are intellectuals, sophisticated knowers, have the biggest biggest egos and the most hardest, toughest the hardest time with Bittle. They just don't have it. And he brings, like for instance, he's even like this, an animal, he says, naturally has much more bittal than a person. Oh, will break it. you. Even a little child can lead a cow. A human, he's tough. Why? He has a, a seichel. And that sechel fluffs him up, creates self-awareness. And the animal doesn't have so much self-awareness like the person has. Oh, so that's the lower type of kavod. That's a kavod, that's a kavod that's kavod, which is a, kavod is also called a garment. It's a concealment on God. But the higher level of covet is a expression of Ha'ibishter. So what we're asking for is, Kavid Hashem should be revealed. That's what the ifanim are seeking. Where is the Kavid Hashem, that higher covet of God, of the energy of Chachma? It's in the Torah. So when you're learning that, it does, it literally is a, it dissolves the soul. It dissolves the Nefesh of Bahamas. So a Jew, literally, simply, to be alive as a Jew, to allow your whole... You have to, the, one has to make a firm resolve not to let one day go without studying Torah. It's mamish, the basic necessity to, 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 to be able to be a yid in this world. You need that bittle constantly flowing in the, in the soul. V'yihapach, as he says over here, it's the opposite of human intellect. adas which comes from the tree of knowledge that's mixed good and bad Hamastir umaylam that has the opposite effect it conceals and obscures and intensifies a person's ego Torah, which is in the case of the Torah, shakh which is the higher Chachma, himaira it is so luminous ubihira and it's so bright Sheyuchlu liris ba you can see in it, when you're learning Torah, you can see in it, what's above chachma? What's above Chochmah? And comes from Ayin. What's the Ayin? Ayin means nothingness. It's referring to the Ain't-Sof, because the Ain't-Sof, we call it nothing, because it has nothing to define it. You can't define it with any parameters, because its Ain't-Sof is infinite. So chachma comes from Ayin. Chachma is already the beginning of existence. But chokhmah is so transparent it's tr- that you can see right through it it has no it has no substance of self so you can see the source of it which is the Ayin, which is the ain self. So it gives you a clear perspective and a, not a it gives you a, a clear direct vision into the ain't self and when you see the ain' self, it cancels any type of ego, any type of self this is the abish there this is HaNikra Ayin, that's called Ayin, Shemisham Timatzei which from there comes the Chachma. And therefore, a healthy dose of Torah study every day infuses the animal soul with the Bittal that the animal soul needs. Elchein, Amiti. That's why Chachma is in a state of the true bittle, the true Nautic, much more than Bina. Bina doesn't have any more, the, the real bittle. Bina is already distant from the real Bittu, because Bina is already translating things, it's defining things, and it has already more of a, of a lavush, more of a garment, even though it's translucent still, it can still see the eye, in, but it's already blocked, it's not such a clear vision. Chachma is pure, 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 like a clear, clean glass, that sometimes you don't even notice the glass, you can walk through that glass, and hurt Chas shalom because you get a bang, because it's so clean, that's how clean Chachma is, and you see completely through it. And therefore, it's in the total bital to its source, that's bringing Chachma into being. The opposite of the thickness of the wisdom below, as we said earlier, the human intelligence that, that creates self-importance and the like. Like we said earlier in this, in this what, the, what I find my yearning for, for the gilu of Kavadasha. And therefore, When one reads Tayro, when one is reading Torah, he's learning Chumash. Person sits down with the Chumash for a few minutes, and he learns a few psukim Chumash, or a few Mishnas, or Halacha, or Gemara, whatever it is. So this Chachma shines, and this Bittel affects the soul of the person. So that the chokhma and the bitl will enter the soul, the pnimius, and internalize into the nefesh inside the inner soul. And therefore bring an egotistical soul to a bitl to God. This is what the Possach says when we say it on a fast day, in Yeshaya. Just like rain and snow comes down from the heavens. And it soaks the earth. And it, 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 it um, quenches the thirst of the earth. The rains come down from above. And they become absorbed in the earth. And through this they moisturize the earth. So the Apostlech says, So is it my words that go out of my mouth. What is the words that come out of God's mouth? Ahalacha. When you're learning Ahalacha in Torah. Lo yashu It will not return to me. It won't rebound. It won't come back to me empty-handed. It will do that which the Eivester desires. And what does God desire more than anything else? He wants us egotistical beings to have a bittle to recognize Him and be bottled to Him. So what is going to make that happen? How is Hashem going to reach us and bring us to that bittle? He sends us Torah. And when we absorb the Torah in us, it takes this thick, dense, Animal soul. And it brings it to a state of it. That's the meaning. You ever thought what the meaning? Cain Devarai. They won't return to me unless they've accomplished. Torah will for sure accomplish. And if it didn't accomplish, you didn't learn enough. They don't learn enough. Like Chassidim always say, that there are three things that always have an effect. And if they don't, you didn't do enough. And it's as follows. Um, money makes a person crazy. That's the way it is. Money makes you into a mashugana. And if you're not crazy, because you don't have enough money yet. That was one thing. Second one is that mashke makes you drunk. And if you're not drunk, because you didn't have enough. And Chesidus brings you to bittle, And if it didn't bring you to bittle it's because you didn't have enough. These are things that for sure they're going to work. No, no, no. Torah is for sure going to work just, oh, but there's one condition for Torah and that is it has to be a broken heart so why does God sometimes take, give us, take us through the ringer a little bit he wants to keep the soil soft because when the soil is soft we're far more productive we produce much better Um Masa Shachafatzti that's what the Abishta wants. He wants to bring in the bittel into the souls of the Jewish people. Then the Nefesh is able to sprout forth Yeshuais. Shehem What's the Yeshua that the Nefesh has to sprout forth? Only when it has bittel to the Abishter can it start yearning for God. Because it can that's when it can sense the God. And it yearns. That's That's the desire of the heart. And then, as a result of that yearning, what's the next? What happens as a result of the yearning of the animal soul? When you do the mitzvah, the Eibsheter himself comes down, is revealed. And that godly revelation that comes as a, as a consequence of that that we said earlier of the mitzvahs earlier. But now the Alter introduces something awesome. Even in the Torah itself, there's two levels. In Torah itself, there's two levels. There is another level of Torah that's even higher than the rain. and higher than what's called rain. and that's the dew of Torah, which the dew is higher than rain. Now Zen, on this, it says Tizal Katalim Rossi. Let it drip like dew. My words, the Indian and the idea is, What difference between rain and dew? Rain comes from below, essentially, because there's a, the, 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 the sun beats down on the oceans, creates this vapor, and this vaporizes the, it creates a steam and a, and a, and a mist that goes up, and then later that comes back down. So it's like a water uh, cycle. Uh, dew is a moisture that just comes straight from above it's not from below so what does that mean in Torah if, rain is, if water is Torah there is Torah that's more associated with the human and then there's a Torah that's just purely divine so what are these two Torahs that we're talking about rain comes from below because a mist goes up from the earth like it says in Beresh as we said earlier This is the Torah that comes from below up. Even though Torah is always God's wisdom, but it's the person learning, and within our learning, we're learning these holy things that are God's wisdom. The person is learning Torah. Like the sages say, Person should always learn Torah and mitzv- learn Torah and do mitzvahs shalol with the wrong and int- not for the right, not the wrong, but not for its her sake. And then, eventually, you're going to learn Torah for the to- for, for its sake. So this in the way everything Chassidus is so elegant, is so refined. So how does everybody understand this? Learning Torah shalol means you're learning Torah so that you can be. Someone wants to learn Torah so he can steig and grow up to be a Godl be Israel. He wants to be a God Very nice. That's shalom because you're doing it for a personal ingrandizement. You want to be important, you want to be big, you want everybody to look up to you, you want to be a want to be a great man. Or even a little later than that. Not that I want because of external things, but I really want to be all that I can be. But that's also it's very selfish. In any case, that's called shaloy lishma. What's lishma? Lishma means I'm learning Torah because it's a mitzvah. I'm learning Torah because I want to, I want to connect to Hashem. That's lishma. The Alter Rebbe is saying no, much much deeper than that. To learn Torah for one's own, to boost one's one's image of self and, and ego and so on and so forth. That's not even shalol That's 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 just corrupt. But shalol lishma. What, what does the word lishma mean? Learning Torah for for her sake. Lishma doesn't say lishmai. Lishma for her sake, which is for the sake of the Torah. Which means like this: You're learning the Torah to make the Torah godlier than the Torah is. That means learning Torah for this, for her sake. That means when a Jew learns Torah, the Jew is able to channel much higher godly energy into the Torah than the Torah has on its own. That means learning Torah for her sake. Learning Torah shaloy means not for her sake, but for your benefit. But what's the benefit? The spiritual benefit of of, of taking godliness into your soul. That's called shaloy Because you're not doing it for the Torah's sake. Who needs it? The Torah doesn't need it. You need it. You need the spiritual light and holiness of the Torah. You need that for your own hashamah, like we spoke earlier, to bring you to a to bring oneself to a state of bittul. So you're using the Torah to help you connect to the avisher, to help you be a good. That's called shalol on the altar. Rebbe, we should learn Torah that way. We will learn Torah like this. Eventually, you're going to start learning a much higher Torah. But in any case, in this case, the Rebbe is saying. That learning Torah so that we can bring Bittel into our own life, learning Torah so that we can bring Bittel into our own life, which is, that's called the rain. That's the rain. The dew is a higher learning. We'll see in a minute. Like <speaking in Hebrew> say, Initially, when a person is not on a high spiritual level, ki inish, when a person is doing it, he's doing it for himself. But that Al-Tanabah learns for yourself, means for your highest spiritual need. It's your need to be bought. Oh, so either as I said earlier, you're doing it because you want the bitl, or even if you're not thinking a bitl, chachma you're learning taira. You want to know the and the, But you need it. It's not the Torah needs it. You need to know the halachas of the Torah. Here is your intention. You want to connect yourself with the Abish Chacham and the Abish Zratzen. So it's an, enhance, it's an enhancement to self. And this kind of learning is compared to rain because this Torah Adam this Torah is taken from the person. Kematar like rain. It's like it's from the mist that goes up from the earth. Hear this. But this that we say that's from the midst of learning Torah with not for her sake, which we describe now is very lofty. You're learning Torah not for a sake, for your own sake. Because you want to benefit from the bittle and from the godly light that it's going to bring your neshama. But this eventually will elevate the person to a much deeper state. And what is that? Balishma. He comes to learn Torah lishma. In all of Hasidus, I never saw such lines like he's going to say right now. What does it mean to learn Torah lishma? The higher way of learning. Hear these words. That's the do. What does that mean? That the do comes from above. When a person sits and studies Torah, we go on to the next page. The the learns opposite him. So there is your learning, and then after you learn, God is learning the very same thing you're learning. God's learning, that's the, that's the heavenly water. That's coming down from Shemai. What does it mean? What does it mean the Ebershter is learning along with you? The Hainu. But the Ebershter learning would, learning is not somewhere up there. Here's the Nakudah. The Abish is learning Kineg opposite you, meaning that the Ebershter is channeling the Torah that he's learning into your soul. Which is a much higher Torah than the Torah you were learning. The fact that God is now learning. God is infinitely higher than you. And when God is learning the Torah, He's now channeling His Torah, that He's learning into you. And that's called for the sake of the Torah, because now the Torah that you've been learning is getting a tremendous boost, because it's getting God, it's getting not Stam Torah, it's getting the Torah as it's flowing right now from Hashem's mouth. And he explains, it reveals itself in this person's neshama, Hashem the word of Hashem, and this halacha, as this halacha is, in its very, very, very quintessential beginning, as this halacha emanates from the Abishter's brain, and from God's mind, that Torah is now being channeled into you. Obviously the person is not necessarily conscious and knows this, or someone like the Alter Rebbe, who has these unbelievable godly understanding, in Chumash, this must have come directly from God's mind into his head. He, he, a human being can't figure this out. Is the Alter Rebbe saying when you learn Torah like this, then the Ebershter learns with you and he teaches you the Halacha as it is in his brain. Al-Derech Shehoyo B'Sinai As it was when it was given at Sinai. I'll say, wait, hold it, but I'm learning Torah now. Not the same words that were said at Sinai. Then there was Ten Commandments, No because we know that everything that a student is ever going to a cherished student is going to reveal till the end of days it says everything was given to Moshe at Sinai because even that which a cherished student is going to is going to innovate or teach was said already to Moshe at Sinai and now what does it mean that that's in that concept that novel thought that this student just innovated as this if it's a true Kiddush it has to be true as it is in God's mind in the Eibishter's Torah someone can argue well, that was 3,000 years ago but by Eibishter it's not that way the Eibishter's words are alive And they're existing right now. Even though this took place 3,000 years ago. And where did God speak? In some, in the middle of the Arabian desert over there, on Har Sinai. And you're sitting over here in LA. And you're saying something of Torah. And so how are we plugging into the words that are coming out of God's mouth at Har Sinai? And the answer is, in Up there there is no time. So it's not like you say it was 3,000. It's current. It's right now. Harsinah is happening now. You thought about that to God? Harsinah is happening right now. Everything is now. And therefore, you're just plugging into that, to that dimension and that's illuminating your soul of and therefore his words that he spoke them are now are, are standing right now Gamata also now and there's also no spatial limitations to God to say that he's in that space or in another space anywhere where a Jew sits and studies torah and even that which was innovated by someone two and a half thousand years after the Torah was given. <speaking in Hebrew> These are the words that were said to Moshe at Sinai. <speaking in Hebrew> it's this Torah that's set out by the Abishter to Moshe in its most spiritual godliest form. <speaking in Hebrew> and that is now being revealed in this person who's learning Torah, the afal gav the That's what i mentioned earlier even though the person doesn't see this because he's not experiencing this this unbelievable experience of god right now at standing at sinai innovating this idea and this is shining in the person's neshama, he doesn't see it mazle chazi is mazle sees it just like last night when we were saying the and we were in such an unbelievable godly place did we feel it no, we were hopefully, we were trying to concentrate, we were trying to be in it, but we couldn't possibly feel the godly state we were in. But our subconscious, our superconscious, our part of our soul that's not in our body was really feeling it. Even though we were limited, the density of our bodies don't allow us to feel these things. The same as when a person is learning. Learning Torah for her sake. To, for the sake of the Torah, to bring the revelation of the Ebeshter, that the Ebeshter is saying the Torah now, means that God is right now, imbuing the Torah, with a new Chiddush, with a new light, with a new energy, that's happening right now. The Tzemach Tzedek, in his, in his little brackets over here, says, look in Tume but the second one, he says, Gam yesh so I looked it up in Torah over here. And over there he explains, in very short, just three lines, four lines, the altar, in a Maimar Rachanaka, Pasha's mikates So over there he says, these these two types of learning that we just mentioned. The water coming from below, a person who's learning God's wisdom, and he wants the light of the Torah to illuminate his soul and a higher type of learning, which comes afterwards, that after you're learning, that Hashem is right now learning together with you and imbuing your soul with a higher Torah. These two types of learning, he says it's like, he says there were certain sages, there he, he talks a lot about Reb Yehuda, the sages say about him that he wasn't a human being, he's like, he's not human, He was like, and what did he learn all day? He learned Nezik and he learned Babakamah, that's what he was learning. Baba Kama, Baba Matzi, all the laws of disputes. And, and yet, and he explains over there that his nefesh, he was in a state of a highest bitl. And when he was learning Torah, he says, it wasn't him learning, it was God learning. That's how nullified he was. So he brings over there, there's two types of learning Torah. He says, one type of learning is like a servant, hear this, like a servant of the king, who is reading an edict of the king. So he's saying what the king said. He's giving over an edict that the king said so and so. He's speaking on behalf of the king. Hear me, hear me, hear me. He's standing in the town square, reading off the king said so and so. So even though he is saying what the king says, and his words are the force of the king, but it's still him speaking, it's not the king speaking. But then there's another situation where the king himself is saying, the king himself is saying his command. He's giving, it, he's giving that decree. The king himself is speaking it. It's a whole different story. See, th- th- these are the two types of of types of Torah study. For most Jews, when they're learning Torah, they are like a servant, quoting what God says, what the Allah is. But then there are super, super spiritual souls, very, very high, highly spiritually sensitive nishamas that are totally bottled to the Ebershter, that they are such self-effacement That there's no them, that's the Melech speaking. It's not them speaking, it's the King Himself speaking. And that's what He says over here is the difference between rain and dew. Dew is is coming from heaven, it's God speaking. Rain is water from below, it's going up, it's charging with God's wisdom and coming back down, but it's really a product from, from us, it's our words. And, and it's light years away, the difference of these, of these two types of Torah study. Vizahu, and this is what Moshe Rabbeinu now says to the Jewish people. Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to talk to them about the importance of Torah study. So he says to them as follows I know there are two types of Jews, and that's what we spoke last week. There are Jews who occupy themselves primarily with Torah study, and those are the heavenly Jews. And then there are Jews who occupy themselves primarily with mitzvah observance. And those are the Jews of earth. And the Jews of heaven are called Shamayim, And the Jews of earth are called Aretz. And Moshe Rabbeinu is not just speaking to the sky, he's speaking to the ground. Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to the Jews of heaven. He knows that there are two types of Jews. Jews who will be learning Torah most of the time and Jews who will be on the farms. They'll be... Men of the earth, and Moshe Rabbeinu says to both of them, "Azino Hashemayim, v'sishma ha'aretz im reifi." What? Zino Hashemayim adaber esim reifi. What? Yarif kamatar lichitiz al katalimros. You can both, both neshames, are able to learn Torah in the way of matar and of tal. Both, both of them etishma to all the Jewish people. listen up heavens, and hear earth. to the two types of souls of Israel. atem both of you are able to sprout forth Yeshua's salvation. U'laham gilu baruch al the revelation of the of the Oren Sof, of the Infinite One, through Torah and mitzvahs, and this is what he said to them, let it drip like rain, my, my, my words of the Torah, that's the lower Torah, the Torah coming from below, when a person is still learning Torah, because he wants to benefit from the spiritual power of the Torah, and let my let my words, will drip like dew. Which is a drawing down of the infinite one, the infinite light from up down. That the A learns and the A bishto reads Mishnayis. Opposite the person. The coals. I was skipping the 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 brackets and all of this there is in the power of these two types of souls people who Torah is their occupation that means that they learn Torah all the time those who study Torah that's their occupation they accomplish it through the Torah that they do Torah itself accomplishes it they start off with the lower Torah and then they order, and then they gradually ascend to the higher Torah that's taking place inside of them. And this is all through the yearning of their heart. Being that these Yidden are more spiritual Jews who study Torah all day long, so they accomplish. They have the first of all, they have the Torah, plus they have that soft. The the water waters their heart. So they experience the ruusa Deliba, the yearning of the soul. They're able to experience the yearning of their nefesh of which is the uh, second side of the, the, which is as we said before, it's the, 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 the two, the two, the two sides of the heart, which is the animal soul, right? So, it's funny, it's interesting. Here he seems to be saying that the ruusa Deliba is accomplished, brings you to the Gili oirin soif al yede in other words, the, the heavenly Jews, through the fact that they have this yearning of the heart, it enables their, them to learn Torah on these two levels. Early, I have to understand this, because earlier the mimer was saying the opposite. That the learning of the Torah is the water that saturates the earth, so the earth can give forth its power of vegetation, which is that yearning of the heart. That's a little bit, uh, I, I need to, I need some more understanding in this. Look at the, look at look over here. Kimisha terasayem nasay who poils ice lily gili gili ain't safe paruchu ayade esekatayra canal al yade b'chinas na. So I think he means like this. I'm getting it. He's not affecting the esekat Those that are terasayem and they 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 affect the gili ain't safe paruchu that comes through the that that eventually comes through the mitzvahs. The gili ain't safe that we say the final crop. How do they affect it? through their learning, through their yearning of their heart. Because the Torah creates the yearning. The yearning causes the Gilead Likus to come down through the learning, through the effects of all their learning of Torah. On this he says, listen up heaven. These are these neshamas. These are those heavenly souls. Which is the level of Torah. That's why the Torah is there. It, the reason why it turns out that physically in this world, these are people that, are, that study Torah all day is because they're a different type of Nisham. Not just a matter of choice. It doesn't just be that like you, you can choose whatever you want. So, the Zohar says a different Nishamas, a Nishamas that are more destined to be Torah Torah scholars, And there are nishamas that are supposed to be more involved in the world. And even those that are business people, He too is able to draw down the ain't safe paruch through his learning Torah lishma. That means even the higher level of tal. Even for a person that is working, even though he's not learning Torah all day. And he only sets time. He has to set time for his Torah study. But he needs an extra element to help it happen. What the other guy gets through through the yearning of the heart, which is more prone to because he's learning Torah all day so he's got a lot, a lot of water in his soil. But the other one has less water in his soil. So he needs something else to help the gilu'en Saif happen through his, through his Torah. And that is what? Al yidei These people have an extra power because they have more potent power through the tzedakah. And listen to the way the Yalter Rebbe teaches the Pasuk. This is what it says in the Pasuk. I speak with righteousness, Hashem says. The deeper meaning is through you giving tzedakah, hear this? Through a person giving tzedakah, I'm going to be speaking through you when you're learning tzedakah. The Ebers says, through the tzedakah that you give, that's going to cause that when you're learning Torah, it's not you speaking. It's going to be ani medaber, I am speaking. ani medaber Piddish. And what kind are we talking about? Oh, maybe when a person is learning Zohar, or is learning, you know, maybe it's not a kviyasitim torah But there are some people who are kviyasitim le-Torah, but they're huge tamid Chachamim, even though they're working people. They're huge Torah scholars. He says, no, no, no. Look, look, look at these words. Animidaber <inaudible> betstaka means. That when the person is so simple, he's saying, Till him. He can't learn. He says, Kepitlik to him. That's what he does. And the like. So here's what the Rebbe says. It shouldn't be that he is saying to him, it should be God saying to heal him through his mouth. That the Abishter himself is speaking. My words that I've put into your mouth. Which is the higher level of Torah, which is the Torah the Tal. Who are That is through Tzedakah. And on these types of souls, it says the <dolor kidnapped zuf Edge> it's those nishamas that, that come from Aretz. Primarily, they're that come from Malchus. <chenimstries> they're more associated with Aretz, and then there are Nishamas that come from Zeir z- 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 Anpin, and there are more nishamas that are related to Heaven. And <Nordening> what is v'tishma? V'tishma means v'tishma Aretz. Here is what Chazal say: hashmel <fermented hurricane> I learned the salacha in, in today in Hilchus Kriya Shema. It says, when you say the Shema, you should make you should make sure that your ears can hear what, you're, what, what is what, you, what you're, what's coming out of your mouth. So what is the deeper meaning? You hear these words, Hashme <laughs> Make your ears hear when you're speaking, when you're learning, when you're when you're saying Shema. When you are is referring to the <inaudible> Shekhinah. Because ata is the letters aleph and Tuf, which are the 22 letters, the first letter and the last letter. And the hey are the five organs of speech. The Shekhinah, we know, is the power of Hashem's speech. When you're davening, or when you're learning, you just listen in to what the Shekhinah is speaking through you. Masha ata, what the Shekhinah is speaking. Ani medaber. But how is that accomplished? Pitzdaka through tzedakah and that's what's coming out of your mouth very good even though this avoda is there every day in general this happens in the month of Tishrei which the entire month of Tishrei is called the beginning of the year it includes within it the life force of the whole year. They're all unified. They're all drawn in one power. And in this Rosh Hashanah, which we which we're in this sense includes the entire uh, high holiday time, including Sukkot, as we're going to see. This whole period of time. All these tikkunim that we spoke about earlier, it's all drawn during this time. Shatadach lias la nefesh. It's all gives you all the tikkunim that the nefesh needs. Acha toitzi tzimcha, till she can give forth her crop. Kehol pratis bepratis lamayla, as everything that was mentioned earlier above. Kihine inyan ashoifah beRosh Hashanah, because the idea of the shofar in Rosh Hashanah. Yoim teruah, which is a day of blowing. Genucha ganach. Which the shofar is a genucha ganach. It means a, a, a krechting. Genucha ganach means a sigh. yalula, and a wailing, which is a second, the trua sound, which is a weeping sound. Shuinya lev nishbavinitka, that's the broken heart. Pchnashvarim, that's the broken heart. Acha yavayayadez ali de Until a person comes to a crying yalula. So it's not just the sound of the shofar that's crying, the person, the heart is crying. And this is the plowing This is the plowing that we need to do in our animal soul. this is the first of all work that is needed for the animal soul, for the soil, for it to be fertile land. because if rain will fall down on earth that's not plowed, it will not give forth any it, 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 won't, it won't affect it won't release the power of the earth if the earth is not plowed and so it is in the soul she will not give forth, forth her power what's the power of the earth? the yearning of the soul that's what we were looking for the yearning of the animal soul. Well, it will not get excited, Sashem, even if you'll contemplate. It means even if you're learning Hasidus and you're contemplating and you're meditating, you're dominating, you're trying to meditate. If you have a, a smug heart, it's not going to work. Sashem, even when a person learns Torah, which is compared to Motar, which has that spiritual which is rain which has that spiritual quality of bittel shaballah laha kana which moistens the earth la yayo it will not take effect it won't have any 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 it won't it won't impact im loy nikhra shat if it wasn't if it's not soft soil da in loy as loy lev nishbart khila first the person needs to have a broken heart kimakoma kimwai machmas goidel hagashmiirs because gashmius is so dense because we're in the physical material world, because it gives off a sense of such um, imaginary perfection, then all the contemplation doesn't have any impact, even if he contemplates, even if he contemplates in the, what we discussed earlier, how the Srafim, how the, the think about how the all of creation is only created from one tiny little letter, but God is totally beyond that. Why aren't you yearning? The answer is because even if you contemplate, only a ray is on the earth and on heaven. Doesn't impact. The person's heart doesn't budge. It's not that like he doesn't believe what it says in the mimer. He believes it. He believes it. And he even knows it in his mind. that That's the truth. <laughs> it's very good. It's a spiritual idea. The heavens are the heavens to God. And the artist means the person remains stuck in the earth. He still remains dense and thick and can't budge from his, from his, his or her sense of self importance. I'm a person to my, to my own. If it doesn't impact him at all. Very nice. It's nice. It's information. It doesn't shake him to his core. I know. All This is similar. To what it says, the pasuk says, all the gentiles areelim." In this case, means uncircumcised. whole but all the all the Jewish people, are 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 uncircumcised in their heart. They have a clogged heart. The word arela means clogged, so it's a. They might the the, the gentile might have. A a a. a uh, be, be considered an oral, clogged physically, but the the Jew that God is complaining, you're clogged. You might have a physical bris, but you're clogged in your heart. Ekein as it says also in the parsha, shamanta, you have gotten fattened, avisa, you became thick. Kasisa, you covered over your godly soul. Because of the intense entrenchment in the longings and the desires of the physical world, and he doesn't bring himself to pain. To have a broken heart about this, then the person becomes thick and hard, it's like like it doesn't have a heart. He just doesn't have a Jewish heart. Like one of the old Hasidim used to cry always. Used to cry. He says, la head." He says, "No, nope, not everybody deserves a head." I can't complain. But a Yiddish heart, but a Jewish heart. Shouldn't every Jew have a Jewish heart? That every Jew is entitled to. And Chas V'shal, the Alter Rebbe says that when a person entrenches himself in material and kashmistic things, it thickens the heart. And he can't feel. And this is called a clogged heart. All of that covers up on the heart. To the point. Nothing goes in. You can, you can download as much godliness into that soul. It's not, it's not doing anything. He is spoil for him to get excited. From this that his mind has contemplated. So because of the fattening and the thickening. Because they become so entrenched in the matters of this world. Through eating and drinking. Listen to these words. The person gets thick blood. Isn't that an interesting word? His blood is not, not, you know, there's a finer blood and a thicker blood. A lot of, it's like congealed blood. It's moving, but it's congealed. The heart is stuffed. One needs to circumcise the clog, the, the clogging of the heart. To cut it away from his heart. This is to a broken, crushed heart. And this is the shvarim and the teruah. It's the sighing of the shofar. In order to. Break the soil into small little pieces. It's not only Rosh Hashanah. It's all the ten days of Tshuva. It's a mitzvah to fast. In He Yemei Tshuva. He says, It's not, not even a full day fast. In a full day fast, at least you feel, oh, I accomplished, I fasted. Then and then. You break the fast a half an hour before the end. You didn't even fast. It's not that. It's the main thing. Is you, 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 you the, the, the animal soul that's so, so self-absorbed and so confident and so comfortable with its own thickness doesn't even realize something wrong with him. He's literally like a cow, and he's just so proud of being a cow, but he does not realize he's a cow. So, so, the, uh, so the fact that you take away his hay a little bit, it, it'll start cracking him. That will crack under pressure. You deprive him a little bit. That's what he's saying. And that's, that's the secret of these fasts. It's not so much... You know, there, there is an Indian of spirit fasting that has to do with the halachic dimension of fasting, where you fast a full day, and that says, It's not about this. The main thing is, it's the disciplining of the animal soul that must be done, and the breaking it down. And then, Yom, he doesn't mention over here, but in another, another mimer they, he mentions, that is what I mentioned on Shabbos, that the Hashem that we do on Yom Kippur is also the continuing to plow on the heart. It's to... Soften the heart. The main intention is only to deprive the soul. In order to crumb her and to break her into crumbs. And then afterwards is drawn the supernal waters, which is the rain. As it says, I will sprinkle upon you purifying waters through the mist that goes up from the earth like it says like the rain and the snow comes down, Yom Kippur is associated with snow because the Pesach says if your sins will be red like scarlet like snow they will become lighted so that's the spiritual rain and snow that comes on Yom Kippur to cleanse, to purify and to bring this bital into the Nevish. They'll turn white like, like snow. Now he comes to Sukkis. Very quickly he comes to Sukkis. And now once the rains will come, what will they do? They will give seed to the one that's planted. They will give crop to the one that planted. And they will provide food to eat. Sukkis is already The crop grows out. And there is already what to eat. There is already the 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 the, um, the produce of all this plowing and everything that we've done. We finally have the growth of it. What's the growth? So he explains now. Uh, Over there, he also explains that the plowing is an la Roshi, It's the left hand. We experience God as. A king, a harsh king, and so on and so forth. But on Sukkot, we experience the growth. We feel Hashem's closeness, His right hand. To understand this idea of why it's called bread. So he explains like this. Sages say, The Jewish people give livelihood to God. That's what it says. Give livelihood give livelihood. They nourish God. It doesn't say they nourish God. They nourish their Father in Heaven. So what does it mean that they nourish their Father in Heaven? Finish. That means that there's a certain empowerment that we give to God. We give Him food. But what kind of... Hashem is not physical that we should give Him food. So He explains. What's the function of food? What does food do? You have a soul and you have a body. Soul and body are two opposites. It's a, a... a wondrous feat of God that he's able to put the soul in a body and the soul should stay in the body. But in order to keep it, and Hashem puts it in there, but then to keep it there, one needs to eat. For whatever reason, it's through the food that increases the blood, which the blood can anchors down the soul, pulls the soul down. God forbid that we we all felt a little weak yesterday at the end of the day because it's a certain disconnect between the soul and the body, you feel a little weak. And if Chas you'd have to fast for three days, be totally out, because the soul is moving away. So what does the food do? Food causes soul and body to connect. So now, if we look at the entire world as a body, and when we say the world, we mean the physical world, and the spiritual world, and higher and higher, all the way to the first world. What's the first world? Atzilos. And in Atzilos, what's there? Ten spheros. But the ten spheros are attributes. They're not God. They're vessels. They are called the body. And who is the soul? The soul is the orange soul, the infinite one. The Abishter. He fills the spheros and through the spheros he fills all the worlds and all the way down to our physical world with life and existence. The nature of Hashem's energy is to depart from the world, Just like the soul's nature is to escape the body. The nature of God's energy is to run away from the in order to keep the cosmic soul in, in the cosmos, inside of it, we have to provide food. That food we provide to Hashem. Our, our mitzvahs and whatever we're doing acts as bread, as Hashem's food, to keep the Ein-Soph flowing. And that's what it means. We're the ones who feed our Father in Heaven. The more particular, Father is Chachma, the first sphere is called Father father in heaven, and Chachm is the first recipient. So that's where the contact, like the brain, where the soul makes first contact. In order to keep the soul connected to the brain, you have to eat, it, or else the soul leaves. That means our Yisroam of Oh, so in that case, what did we learn earlier? The whole point of everything we're doing, plowing and everything, is in order to enhance and to bring a much deeper connection between the Orange self and the world. That God should come down into the world, not just to sustain it and create it, but to reveal Himself in it, like it's going to be when Mashiach will come, full manifestation. That's a derivative of what? Of our soil. That's our body, that's the soil that we create that, that's our animal soul, with the water and everything, which we do in Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And then we have the produce. What's the produce? The produce is the bread, the, the nourishment, which keeps soul and body together. So ultimately, the idea of Lechem is... That we have bread means we have what it takes to connect the Orin self with the world. That's what Sukkot is. Sukkot is the newfound godliness that is now permeating all of existence as a result of our Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur in which we created this powerful new yearning which brought down a whole new revelation which that's the idea of bread. A connection of body and soul. That's why Sukkot is the time of Enosan Zerah Lezireah the Lechem and bread to the one who needs to eat. So let's read it in inside. That the Jewish people are feeding their Father in Heaven. Just like livelihood. The food to a physical human being. What does it affect? That the Neshama should expand into the body. Because if a person doesn't eat for a few days, then the nefesh will depart. and it will separate from the body. and through the bread the neshama will attach itself to further um, illuminate and expand in the body. the same will also understand the idea of parnasa above. Surely safe in order for the ain't self to expand into the spheroids, Shuhu is Barach etzlam because Hashem is to them kinishama la guf, like anishamah to the body. Zoyar, as it says in tikkun zoyar. Chesed droya that the power pal- the attribute of chesed is, is only God's right arm. It's a, it's like a physical arm, it's sp- it's godly, but it's still an arm, it's a cali, it's a vessel. Gvura the gvura Smala is the left arm. Tferes is gufa, tfer is the body. Again it's only the vessels, the containers. The or ain't soif a machasa and the or ain't soif that enlivens them who are mislabash bammy enclothes himself in them. Ken ishama bagof like an ishama in a body. Ubekhde shayyam shacha this lapshazu. And in an order that there should be this amsha and this enclovement. Ki or ain's soif paruchumitadmoi lav me call me ilon midos iuklao. The orin soif on his own is not of any of these midos. As I said earlier, the, na- the nature of the light is to go back into its infinite underside. Uh, God is naturally an introvert. He will go back into himself unless he's coaxed and pulled out to be, to be engaging. Who are The Yisarusa This comes about throughout. The Yisarusa Latata, The arousal from below. And this is called Parnasa. <speaking in Hebrew> and the Jewish people give parnasa to the Father in Heaven that there should be an attachment and an enclovement of the ain't soif into the ten spheres that are called body as we said earlier so once we know that what does it mean Parnassa? connecting Hashem into the world, we understand why Sukkot is a time of Pranossa, because by Sukkot is when this new infusion of Hashem, the Ori itself, into the vessels. And the, he continues this idea, that, that we're the ones who accomplish it. Ki amarti when I said the world. Simply it means when God said He wants a world, chesed uh, He built it on chesed. But look at the alt-rebbis pirush over here. Kiamarti oylam. When we, the Jewish people who are in the world, amarti. When we speak Torah, when we speak amarti through our amira that happens in the world, Chesed Yibane. Chesed gets built because the Orient Ein fills the attribute of Chesed. Shaya Amira shali sheba oylam. Through my amira, kiamarti oylam. My amira that happens olam in this tiny little crumb in this world which is the Torah that was given to the Jewish people in the world as a chesed and that causes the chesed to be built that chesed is constructed in order for the eibishter to be enclosed in the attribute of chesed the letata is through our arousal of below through the study of Torah where yidna mefarnas cannot now where do we see this idea that the Orin Zayf is coming in to infuse the Kalim and the whole world on Sukkot? Where do we see that? In the mitzvah of Sukkah, where do we see that? So he explains like this. The Orin Saif is Ein Sof. When it's going to come down into a vessel, into a container, it can't immediately be internalized in the container. Because you're dealing with an absolute infinite, infinite uh, contradiction. Infinite... Uh, they're antithetical to itself this is ain't sof and this is fixed and defined so the, the way it will happen is first it registers in a manner of makif first it comes in a manner of hovering and then it enters inside so he's first going to explain the spiritual dynamics as a result of everything we've done Knessus Yisrael has accomplished Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur a, which is more in a, in a manner of longing of longing and yearning Hashem is now begins to reciprocate on sukkahs. His new powerful cosmic light starts coming into Atzilus. And at first it makes a sukkah over chesed. Chesed is the first sphere. It makes a sukkah over the attribute. That's the sukkah. It comes down as a powerful um, um, chuppah, like a powerful hovering uh, uh, sh- uh, uh, sh- uh, shade over the spheres. The sphere can't facilitate it. It's too, it's too ain't so. So it comes down. Now, um, it it begins with chesed, and from chesed it goes seven days, seven spheroids. It it travels into all the spheroids, And then finally on the eighth day is when the the spheroids are finally able to internalize it inside. It becomes part of us. And just like it happens up there in this super mega way, in a small way, it happens to each and every one of us in our sukkah. Is that first the Eberster for seven days hovers above us, and then we internalize it, shemini Sarah Torah, and that's why it's like the biggest, biggest yomtiv. We don't need the sukkah anymore. Yeah. The zehu sukkah The sukkah and the sukkah tia will be let's sail, will be for you as a shadow yomam by day. So simply, it meant that the sukkah will shade you during the daytime. It should have said Yom, day. But this Lashen, I say, Yomam means every day, but the deeper meaning. Ki nekro The midos are called days. Why? Because what's a day? Day is light. And we all know that all Hashem's illumination to the world comes through the midos. Without the midos, we would be in the dark. We would have no connection. The Because what's it, what drives a person out of himself? Your emotions. Without emotions, you would be totally introverted. Emotions drive a person. Excitement, love... It's connection. The whole idea of emotion connection. That's why the middles are... That's why how many days are there? That's why it's called day. And that's why how many days are there? Seven days, which are the seven emotions. Every day is a, a, a revelation of another mida. Now it says sukkah is going to be a shadow to the days. That's what it means. Because the days can't facilitate the sukkah. The sukkah is so much greater than the mida, than the day. So the shadow has The sukkah is going to shadow the day. It goes over the Midas. Yeah. Ki yedu as it is known, v'yoyim mam u'bchenas ha-chesed. Now, every, all the Midas are called yoyim. Yomam, a double mem is chesed. Kamay shekasa bezoi or pashas emar, the first one. Tekhsiv yoyim mam yitzava hashem shem It says the word yomam, God will command his kindness. V'hu bchenas, why? Because all the Midas are really rooted in chesed. Without the chesed, which is the idea of even acknowledging someone outside of you, chesed is an attraction. I can't be gavura, I can't discipline you if I don't even acknowledge you. In order to, first there has to be a connection, which is the chesed that can, that can generate the gavura. If there's no, if you're not even in my, if a person is not even, someone else is not even in their radar, he's not even tough, you just don't relate to the other person. So first, thing you have a connection. Once there's a connection, then you then you can be gavura, and be tough and strong. But there has to first be the connection. So chesed is the is the is the key to all the other middos. So therefore, when we say that the sukkah is a a sale for chesed, it starts with chesed and in chesed and through chesed it continues to all the other middos. And that's why it's called Yomim de'Azulim Kilayim. And it's a day that goes with all of them is the first one of the Midas and it includes them all and Chesed gives the power into all the Midas like it says from the Ramaz look in paradise also on this idea the Yoimam is going to give it a little bit more of a Kabbalistic idea that Yoimam is not just Chesed it's the level of Chesed but Chesed as it's part of Chochma. Chesed itself is called Yoim. Chesed as it is in Chochma, Chesed of, of Chochma, is called Yoim. Hayna Chesed da'aba. Abba. mash mak tsasma mashakosabi pashas bolok, saba ilo, omani Avram de chsiv Yoim yitzavah. It calls him saba. is the level of Chochma. V'ramaz pashas tetzavah, kabado avrom saba, piddishakavona al Chochma, sheshomu moka ma zikna. That's the place where there is zikna ayin shamok. Okay. So that would be nice had I checked up all these places, but I didn't. So now let's continue. And what does it mean it will be a shadow for Yoymom? Tzeol means a makif. It means an encompasser. It's a shadow on the Yoymom. Which is the chesed. The, Indian, and the idea is... In order for the Euren Soif to be mislabish, to be enclosed in the Midois, and in the first general power, which is Chesed, which we just learned, to enliven it like a Neshama that encloses itself in a body. The problem is we're dealing with Euren Soif, we're dealing with an infinite power. This samsha is not able to be done in an internalized manner. First, it needs to come down on page 152. We turn over the page. It needs to first reveal itself in a state of makif. And afterwards, it's able to be drawn down in a level of penimias. That's the experience of sukkah first it's in a state of makef. this is the idea of the mitzvah of sukkah that encompasses from above sukkah should be a now a shadow is also the same idea sunlight means you have light the light means you can appreciate, you can understand seichel also means light something is internalized, it's called light shadow means I'm in the dark, I don't know since the energy is still higher than you, you're still in the dark, but it's still hovering above you. Okay? It's still close. It's makif on the sphere of Yoyimam, of Chesed. And afterwards, this radiance enters and it's grasped in an internalized way. And that's why it's called and that's why Means it absorbs it, and taking it in, v'asifa and drawing it and, and gathering it in. One has taken it in and absorbed it, internalizing it. And based on this, we'll also understand. Speaks about the one who built the base of Megdash. He's got the same element of sukkah in his name. It doesn't have the word sukkah, but he has the word sale. Sale is related to a sukkah, which means the shade. tzal el, the sale of kale. Kale is chesed. tzal kale is mamash this idea of a sukkah. How do we see that kale is chesed? It says chesed kale kol So chesed is the energy. The name of God associated with chesed is kale. tzal kale means the, the shadow above kale. That's the sukkah. So betzalal and the sukkah is the same thing. That's why I'm going to miss betzalal. This sukkah oh, is. He's coming back oh great so we're going to have Betzalel in our sukkah Betzel Kael, I know Hayisa. oh so Moshe because Moshe Rabbeinu says to Betzalel Betzel Kael, hayisa. you were in the tzel kale. you were in the shadow of God the Yodaita and you knew how to make it because Moshe had an argument with Betzalel B'tzal. Betzalel said you got to make Moshe said told him initially to make the furniture of the Mishkan and then he would build the Mishkan Betzalel said that's not the way you uh, things work in this world. In this world, when you do construction, you make first the building and then you make the furniture. Because if you're going to make the furniture, where well, are you going to keep it? So Moshe says, eh, you are in the shadow of God and you know. So what does that mean? Because Mishkan is the same thing. Mishkan is bringing God down to live in this world. So B'Tzal said, you can't bring Hashem down to be internalized in the furniture. The furniture internalizes it. You can't bring Hashem into the internal organs before you have him first hovering. So first you have to make the mishkan, which is makif, the same idea of sukkah, and eventually it's going to enter. That's why Moshe Rabbeinu said, "You're in the tail kale." That's the whole idea of the shadow before it enters inside. Kimasha betzalulam alas <laughs> is mishkan. This is the betzalul said to make first the mishkan, and afterwards to make the aron, the ark, and the kelim. Hainagam ken al hazeh, is The same idea every Amshacha that comes from above down. First the light has to come down on a level of Makkah. After the words, it's going to be drawn in an internalized way. And this is what it means that you first have to preface the Mishkan. And afterwards you can make the Kelem. Which is the internal light. There been Omar Allah of Moisha that's why Moisha says to him but say okay Loisa you were in the shadow of God ki of Kael is Chesed. Kamoshekasev Chesed. Kael Kolayoyim. Chesed Kael Kolayoyim. Umavur Aliel. We said earlier. Shekadeli is Chesed Yibane. In order for the Chesed to be built, Tzadrichli is Tchila Amshacha BePchenas Makif. First time Amshacha has to be in a Makif. Keinyon Letzail Yoimam. Like we said earlier, that the Tzail goes around Yoimam, which is Chesed. Vezel Pchenas Betzail Kaela Yisa. In the Tzail Kael you were. Haina Or Makif. In the in the Or Makif Shel Pchenas a Chesed of the Light of Chesed. Vaze Achakach. And then afterwards Nimshach BePchenas. It's going to be drawn into a penimius. I am b'zayir truma pashas bekudei pashas b'shalach v'ha'inu b'etzal Atzmoy, But himself, who are makashen u'mamshacham shocha v'pchenas penimius. But Zal's inyan is to draw the solvev, the encompassing mackaf light, into the penimius. <speaking> in because <Hebrew> that's why he also made the furniture. His inyan is to shuub chena tzadik As explained in Kabbalah, that Zal is related to Yoseid. Yosef is Yisaid, Betzalel is Yisaid, and the Yisod is connecting the midos, which to Malchus. Malchus is the ultimate pnimi, the keli, the ultimate vessel. Even though we learned before that the midos are also kelim to the Ein Sof, but compared to the midos, Malchus is a keli. Like like emotions, are, are, are energy compared to words, which are kelim. Malchus is the keli. So Betzalel makes that connection. K'mas Shikasa B'zayir Vayakel pashas Pekudei. His source is in the Makifim. In order for it to come into the Makif. first it needs to be in a state of Makif. Look in Priyetz Chaim where he explains related, I guess Kale Elion is Makif. A pasuk u'benohi u'benohu ben yohayada. So there is mana Manasar mana sar nafik, a hader kro v'omer mekaptziel, because it says u'benohe ben yohayada mikaptziel from kaptziel. So it says, where does benohu ben yohayada come from? He comes from kaptziel, dar geilo stima, which is a very very high concealed level. The eye and loy that the eye has not seen it upirisha ramaz and the ramaz explains john the mekabti el haynu kibutz vekinos shem kale it's a gathering mekabed he, he 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 gathers in the energy of the name of kale Uben ben yoyada zeu kenema she'omar bezel kale haynu vi yoyada comes from the word yedia from knowing haynu yadaita shadasu is khabrus li es nimshach akach be nimish Das has that ability to connect from the Makiv into the Primius. The Zawgam king inyan oyal moyed. Moyed maloshen vinoy adati lacha. Moed is a tent of meeting, which also means I will become intimate with you. Oisiyas vinoy taati. Shuloshen is kashros viz chabros, attachment. That a person is able to experience the oyreen soif in a level of yichud in his nefesh. Oil, but first it has to go through an oil, and then it can be moyed. Then you can have the das and the full integration. With the tail of my hand, I hover over you, I cover you. By the way, this is all not part of the mimer. This is all a footnote of the Temach Tzedek, so that's why I'm going through a lot. It's a lot of Kabbalah, but a little bit we gnashed from it. Okay. When the Rebbe came to uh, when the Rebbe came uh, to America. The Friediger Rebbe was in here already. The pre- previous Rebbe was in America. And he sent a delegation to go greet his son-in-law at the boat. And he told the delegation, My son-in-law is coming. He's Baki B'Sha'as Bavli Yerushalmi and Poiskim. And he knows the Lukuti Torah by heart with all the ions." If you learn this, you see how many ions over here. ion over here, ion over here. He says, My son-in-law knows the Lakuti Torah by heart and all the, with all the ions." Uh, so he says, you should go greet him. Uh, in any case. So what's the advantage of, of Hasidus over Kabbalah? Kabbalah tells you all the inyanim, how they happen up there. But Hasidus says, all these inyanim, they're inside you. So just like this happens in all the supernal spheroids,, first they encompass and then they internalize. So it is in each and every one of us. Through the tremendous love and the big rush, which we culminated yesterday by neela The big rush, the big yearning, that big fire that we had. All this brings the powerful revelation of sukkis, which is the seed to the one who planted la and food to the one who wants to eat. This is this tremendous connection of Amsha Vegiliya Lakuspanafesh, a a drawing forth and a godly revelation in the soul from up down gam In a level of makif and then in a level of pnimi. Ki because the Jewish people are Mepharnasim, the Ebeshner, V'al First they feed God, but as a result of them feeding God, they are fed as well. By the way, it says so in Shirim. Uh, Hashem says, Achalti Divshi, I've eaten my forest. Uh, you my friends also eat. Once Hashem eats, He gives us to eat. So the parnasa we give the Sfiris above, later is translated into the, into the micro, into each and every one of us. And that's why it's the time of joy. What's the joy of sukkas? All this godliness, the abish is now entering into your neshama, ayyadegili through a in your Since you can't really internalize it yet, it's in a state of knock is the absorption, is drawn into a person's pinimius, mamish take it in dafka. means gather in. because everybody gathers there. this is That means what does it mean? Vayar and Karen, now it goes back all the way to the beginning of the mind All the Olam above, as it is naturally creation, or even Olam Haba, is only gnashing from a tiny little ray of God. A ray. No one is touching the Amish through substance at all. Not even one cell of God Himself. vayaram and Karen. But la'amai to His people, Karen means the principle. The worlds are being are are being sustained not by the principle of Hashem, meaning of the, essence, only but from the, uh, from the interest from something that's called it's a ray of him, but not him, what he produces outside of him. So to speak, but as a result of all this, the, his people take the and himself. Shakh gili ain't olam haba. So how happy you're supposed to be in your sukkah, more than being in olam haba. Because the Olam Haba is Abba, it's a little ray. And here you have the essence of God. <speaking in Hebrew> it's created with a tiny little speck of a ray of God. <speaking in Hebrew> More than everything. This is how we completed this idea of how we, we have this yearly process. And now we're going to go look quickly the last piece. Moshe Rabbeinu continues any speck going back to the water. Remember we learned there's two types of water. There's water that's called Matar rain and then there is dew. And the water, the rain and the dew have two levels of Torah. Which water, which enable the whole process. So now he's going to say that these two waters are compared. Because he's going to say that when you're learning Torah, there's two ways of Torah study. In addition to the two ways that we said earlier, there's another ele- two elements of, of Torah time. Not two levels of consciousness. Earlier we spoke about two levels of attitude when you're learning Torah. One is that you're learning for yourself. Another one is you're learning God's, Hashem's light is now entering in for the sake of the Torah. Now he's going to speak about actually two, two exercises in learning itself. You can learn Mishnah and you can learn Gemara. You can learn Dry Halacha and you can learn Gemara. Here is where the al after all this chassidus, is going to give you a gashmak in learning gemara. Kassidim, the problem with the, with the people who didn't come to chassidus because they did this and that, they didn't stay to the end of the mimer. They would have stayed to the end, they would have seen that the al is giving them a gemara that they never heard. Such, such light in the way he's describing what gemara is. Much greater than the mishnah. Let's see inside. Kassidim alay Seirim means tiny little raindrops, like a, what is it called, the tiny little drops? Like a, uh, what do they call when it's raining only, very, very light rain, well, not even a drizzle, like a, um, huh? like a misty kind of a rain. And there's a certain type of grass that grows when there is a very light rain. And then, but for larger uh, crops, larger, uh, uh, it needs heavier drops, so the pasuk says like the light rain, ale Desha on, on little grass, or kerevivim like heavy drops, thicker drops, ale on larger grass. So he explains like this: What's the difference between desha and esev? nikra? The the grass in the beginning of its growth. When it's beginning to grow, when you just see it a little bit above the ground, it's called deshe. And that's when it needs very light rain, help it. It, 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 it can't, when, when the strong rain comes, too much water, it's not good for it. It needs, it needs a light drizzle. The achash in his But after it grows, the nikra asev, it becomes big stalks of, 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 of grass and of whatever. So then it'd be called Esav. So it says in Torah of the Arizal, that when the earth is sprouting forth, it's called Deshe. Okay. And then later it becomes, now, very light rain. And that's why it's called Seirim, because it's the light rain, Seirim comes from the word Sear, which means here. So it's very light, thin, like here. HaDak MaOid Kamoysairis. Desha. Gidla This is what makes the Desha grow. Avala HaEsev, but the thicker grass, SheKvar Godl Giduloi. So what's ready grow, MaHaRevivim, will only drink from the revivim. What a revivim comes in the word rav, big. Shem HaTipois Motar HaGasois. These are the thicker raindrops. Yesh Beis the Torah that's called Matar, he's not talking about the Tau. the Torah that's called Matar itself, even the human Torah that we're learning from below, has these two types of raindrops. And that is the study of Mishnah, and the study of Talmud. Mishnahs are called tiny little raindrops that are like here. Melosh and is like here. Ki ha Tire in general is compared to, to here, God's here. Because what's here? Here grows out next to the brain. So it means that when there's excessive brain energy, it goes out and it goes, and it, every here is a little tube with little, a little bit of moich. See, the Abraham's brain is infinite. For him to be able to share his wisdom with us, every halacha is one strand of hair. Inside every halacha is a flow of God's wisdom. Every halacha. It says that it's here is hair is are what? Locks. Is braids. God, is, God, God has braided here. Very really cool. God, God has dreadlocks. Don't tell anybody I said that. But but it says so in Shira Shirim. Tilay tilim What it really means is. It's the la, It's the halachis, all the halachis that are emanating from Hashem's head are these halachis. So it says, and the hair of his head, is like clean wool. All referring to these protrusions of the wisdom of Hashem that's in the halach. Just like the hair comes from the brain, so is the little Rabim, there are many hamshakhis. Nim Shacham They come from the supernal wisdom. It comes from an unknowable level of wisdom. It's, we can't know him, but yet through the halacha we get we get insight in his mind. But it's tiny halacha. That's the mishnah. Shen Either mishnah or halacha or you're learning Rambam or something like that. It's called mishnah it. Torah. It's mishnah. Small little halacha. shalom That's like here. Shem Am Amshachet which is Amshachet as we said earlier the Eisek Talmud, but when you're learning Talmud you're learning Gemara which is a discussion on the Mishnah Nikra Revivim that's thicker drops Shugamkein Tipei Matar it's also drops of rain Rakshem Gedoilem they're large Kachur Pchenasa Talmud that's the Talmud because the difference of learning Mishnah and Talmud is when you learn Mishnah you don't have to really use your brain that much it's light learning when you're learning Talmud, you really get into it questions, answer, you gotta rack your brain. Shul <speaking in the language> this is thinking very deeply in the Allah with a big, big back and forth pilpul, which is a yeah. and deeply, deeply thinking very deeply in one's mind. the Mishnah more than in the study of the Mishnah. Just like the the mutter, the larger vein that's called revivim that makes grow the larger grass, which is a much greater rate, a much greater growth, than from the little grass. Excuse me. So is through the learning of Torah, one affects, the effect in causing the growth, which is the love to Hashem, one is going to have a much greater love and fear. Obviously, we're talking about when you learn Gemara, not and it doesn't uh, inflate one's ego. When it's inflating one's ego, it's blocking everything. But when one is learning with all this preparation that we learned earlier, with davening and with bittul and with a broken heart, and then he learns, so the Torah that he does will bring full water his neshama and bring out a much stronger love to Hashem and a much greater fear because <laughs> the Midah this will by the way explain why By in many many other places not in Chabad Chabad there was a demand a, a, that before davening one should study Chassidus so they have what to meditate during daven but in many other Chassidim there was a very big akpad also to learn before davening to learn Gemara. Bush, learn Gemara. What, what's, how's the Gemara going to help you dominate? The answer is it's more of a spiritual thing. The Gemara has a quality, a spiritual quality, to enter in a person's soul and bring that godly light into it and then create this. <laughs> the Midais are called. This idea that there is a small growth and a bigger growth has to do with the Midais. The emotions are general called plant. Because they, sometimes the emotions are small. You're feeling a small, little stirring of the emotion, and sometimes the emotion just, just completely, the emotion becomes a very, very powerful, you know, force. Vegadlus kenoyd as it is known. The Ikar inyan who skipped the parentheses here. Now he's going to say something. We're really saying it's not just bigger and smaller, but really two types of planting from two different types of planting. And that is the difference between when you're, when you're planting a tree or when you're sowing grain, sowing seeds. Because here's the thing most th- a lot of the things when you plant, you're actually planting the actual, like when you're sowing wheat, you're planting the wheat itself. But when you're planting tomatoes and things like that, right, you take the very fruit itself and you put it in the ground. So, what's the gain of the ground? It'll give you back a much greater return for your money. You're putting in a little, it'll give you a lot. But it's still the same thing you put in, you're just getting a lot back. But when you're planting a seed and the fruit, an apple seed and an apple tree and an apple seed, shaloi ba'areth. So, the, 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 the the return for what you invested is exponentially greater than when you're putting in actual the actual fruit itself and getting back a lot, but still the same thing that you put in. Here you're dealing with something that's outside of it completely. And he explains the same as with the production in the soul and the light that comes from it. There's two types of growth. There's a type of planting which is like the Mishnah. You're planting already. And then there's a different type of planting when you're planting seeds, and that's like learning Talmud, as you can explain it earlier. Uh, the growth is in the very same substance. Like the seed that was planted, like the seeds of, of, of grain. And 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 wheat the wheat that grows is the same like the wheat that was planted the effect of the planting way, way 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 above does a person ever plant a kav? a the desire is for a person to take out many core He's planting a calf, but he wants to bring out many core core is a way, way more than a calf. The in the second type of planting, it's like the fruit growing from a tree. The agarin through a little seed and the two of that's planted in the earth. Shagarin and the two of the seed that's planted. Eloy Erech, doesn't have any comparison at all. The gabah, and it's to the fruits that are drawn from it. this is literally... Something totally innovative, something totally new. Let me skip the parentheses here. Through our work below is the arousal from above. So that's like planting a seed and Hashem reciprocates. This is like the planting and not just growing. We plant and God makes it grow. Sometimes the the, the godly arousal from above is at least commensurate with what we're doing from below. It's much more, but it still has some kind of a, of a, of a, of a similarity. In the second case, when the arousal from above is from such a high level, which whatever we did to stimulate it, is incomparable. Is nothing. It doesn't have any 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 similarity to it at all. <laughs> nevertheless, he still has to plant the seed. Without the seed, it won't happen. <laughs> through planting in the supernal land, which has that power of to grow, which is a very very high power. Like we learned earlier, that the beginning is wedged in the end. The, the power of the aint Sof is wedged in the earth is going to draw down a very, very high tzmicha, a very high revelation. The yeshloim, at this parenthesis, let's learn. The one that we spoke about earlier when you're planting a squash and you're going to get a squash, you're going to get a lot of squash. It's cool that what you're drawing down is from, say, the Shalos It's already part of the system. It's from a very, very high, very high level within the creative system, but it's part of the system. The other type of planting, the seed that brings something completely out, means you're drawing from a place that's not even part of the of the of the of the of the, of the divine sphere. It's, it's, it's beyond that. If I'm there's an that's beyond the whole order of evolving lights. Okay. We'll skip a little here, but let's go again after the parentheses. Vezel in yin This is the idea, like the light rains. Shatzmi'cha shemepchena seirim. When you have that light rain, Shu shumotar hadak, the little rain, hura kein zera. It's like it's like the seed on Ezra. Elushu b'toyis v'smeruba. It adds much more. V'ainu pchenas limudam When you are learning Mishnah, what he's basically saying is shahu Ale desha. It's already the desha. Shadesha enoi keesev. By Asav, it says it's Masriyah Zera. Masha'in Kibadesha doesn't say that. What does that mean? When you're learning Mishnaiyas, you're never going to get really anything major new. You're just basically learning what it says in the book. You're getting new information, but you're not creating anything new. When you're learning. He's saying, Pashat Pekashmiyas. When you're learning Mishnah, you're not creating a new halacha. You're basically learning what it says in the Mishnah. When you're learning the thicker the thicker drops of rain, which is like learning Talmud, the, 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 the growth that comes from the thicker rain, Talmud, which are those who are learning Talmud, producing new seeds, a whole new thing comes out of it shay may seemer pulpulam a whole tree that didn't exist before din khadash a new din k'may into mil milsam ibnayo a new idea came out from amongst them shaydaya ian through deep deep talmudic kind of study shiva kind of learning may lead them din khadash you draw forth a whole new alakh mashahay behelim daver kayda maeen allah's which no one knew about it was completely concealed before you learn this alakh wa hu kemashal smichas daver it's like something totally new growing. It's like a fruit growing from a seed. It was there. It's not like this halacha wasn't there. It was all but very, very concealed. When they reveal this halacha, it's called revealing taluma is A he gives another example of that. It's like for digging for water. You can find water sometimes very close to the surface. Or you can dig, dig, dig deep and find a new, a new mayon, a new spring. And that's like a whole chiddush. When you're learning Talmud, it's like digging deep in the earth. The water of a mayon is much better than the water of a river from the source he's learning only what it says it's like water that's not so deep it's on the surface of the land that is known that is a much a very high level you're touching a whole different level you're touching the level of Chachma which is much higher than Bina. The whole is you're drawing from the Mayan. That's why everybody has to come down in Mayan on Sukkot. So just like when, 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 when uh, people who learn Talmud, when people learn Gemara, they come up with a Kiddush halacha, Spiritually it means a whole new revelation from a Taluma is from a much concealed level of Chachma. Zeshe Kassab, Zarei Chadash, Aleph, Parashash, Chay, Yisara, Al-Pasach, Ayin, Loi, Ra'asa, Lekim, Zula, Secha. No one beheld the, the, the world to come. Ya La-Machak, What does it mean, La-Machak, To those who wait for him? Ma'ai, La-Machak, The Zohar says, Kamo'y, Da'at, Omar, Chika, Es, Iyav, Bedvarim. They squeezed Iyav, Bedvarim. They squeeze their brains to produce new ideas. These are people who learn Torah with tremendous eon. Eon means with tremendous mental focus. Laminda They work and they work to clarify Allah. and ultimately to know their master, which is a very Classic Hasidic book of the Rebbe Rishab, he discusses this at great length of this concept of learning Torah be'ion that creates this from a place that no one has ever seen. I don't know what it, what the Zohar says over there. He said before Seirim and they hear. When you're learning very deeply, it's like combing gods here. Just like when there's here, what happens to here? They get tangled. So, when, when you, a lot of times you, you want to know the law and it gets tangled, you learn this in this book and you learn in this, say for this, and it seems like the halachas are contradicting each other. The Gemara is always doing that. The Gemara, the Gemara is constantly pitting one Mishnah against another Mishnah. How can you say so? We found that. The, and the Gemara is sorting it out. What is the Gemara really doing? The Gemara is combing God's hair, because each halach is the hair. You're trying to clarify because they get tangled. The pasuk says salsalah, um, comb it. It's, salsalah means to comb. It says actually the wife of Bruria, the wife of Remeir, the Chachamim didn't know what means salsalah, and Rameir's wife, she said it means to comb. I guess she's a woman, so she knew. But in any case, it says, comb it, and it will lift you up. So what does that mean? It will lift you beyond the hair. The hair are little pieces. But you want to get to the brain itself that's behind the hair. Here, that's, the, that's where you're going when you come up with the new Allah. That's the Mayan. That's the Mayan that he's talking about. A place that's higher than A place that's higher than the hair. <clears throat> al from a place it's hidden rav here is the khitsaynis and we get to the pinediemes it's that, like we spoke earlier, the tal, the hidden part. Now he's connecting the two parts of Torah that he spoke earlier. That tal is a higher learning, now he's connecting it to the revivim. And the Torah is also sometimes referred to Arison. It's our betrothal to getting And the second part is nesuyin, getting married and having the intimacy. Wow! He says, through eon, becomes a new halacha. That's like giving birth. Through a, through, a, through a husband and a wife, through an intimacy, it creates a child. So, through the yid the abishtar, that intimacy of eon, learning the eon, is that kind of an intimacy? that creates the new halacha, and that's the child. Which can only happen from the Nisuyan, not from the heiress. In the betrothed state, they're not living together yet. It's only after they have the nisuin and the chuppah, they have that intimacy. You should... Inflict your souls on the ninth day of the month, talking about your erev Yom Kippur. Bahai zimna and that time adna havaya ataachiloisa. The imke move on; it's understood. And That time, the siirim alei desha revivem alei shaykh shayach kamkay. The pchena zriot zmi chazuda seresimaytshuba This avoyde that we spoke about over here is shayach to this time because the zora connects. The Indian, how does this refer to? we have the regular planting that comes all year long this is the mime we learned two weeks ago that just like we plant all year long the Eibishter fills a much greater growth on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur For Tshuva produces something much higher Shemshvarim, these are 13 attributes of mercy. There are many levels. First we have Rosh Hashanah, some level of Gilo of 13 attributes of mercy. Ayadeh and the main revelation is in Yom Kippur, of the 13 attributes of mercy especially the end of Ne'ilah is the first revelation of the 13 attributes of mercy that starts on Rosh Hashanah it's a light rain and the intense downpour happens by Ne'ilah powerful, powerful revelation of the 13 attributes of mercy okay so this is yeah let's just quickly finish the Mimer which I I, I didn't actually I, I glanced this last piece even just this whole little piece over here right, last week I didn't get even a chance to prepare it today and this last piece I remember just glazing it through very quickly but let's finish it already so we don't leave anything unfinished there Targum Yoynesin, because you remember, we spoke about the Ophanim. When it comes to the Ophanim, we say they have all the power. And it says, they are Ba'aretz on the earth. Targum Yoynesin, Melara. L'roim Shemaya. V'chein metachas l'rekia. Meturgim Melara. What does that mean, Milara? I don't know what that means. The Indian. Let's take a look. Maybe we'll understand. It's from the Indian. Stated from the Rav Magid. In Parshas Bereishis, it says, "It said every take, God saw everything He created and it's very good." The Magid asked the question: If when God finished creation, He saw everything is good, where did bad come from? It says that everything Hashem made was good. So how did bad and Nothing can create itself. So where did the bad come from? And we know that bad exists because it says, Hashem says, I've given before you death and bad and evil. The idea is ra, evil, in its source is not bad at all. Its source is really good. That when Penina teased Chana that she didn't have any children, she had a good intention because she wanted Chana to pray. She didn't mean bad. She wanted Chana to pray. So you see that even though she did something that looked very evil, but its inner intention was good. Satan, it says, also had good intentions. Because initially he wants to help God realize his, his, his thing. As the marshal, the famous marshal of the prostitute with the, with the prince. The Zora says that a king wanted to test his son, so he hired a prostitute. So the prostitute is, 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 is also doing her work, because she wants to, she's also a subject of the king. So even though she's got that job, but still she's also listening. Now she wants the king to be happy with her. So she doesn't want the king should the, the prince should fall for the seduction. She wants him to withstand it. So it says, it explained over there that that kind of prostitute is not really going to do a good job. So what happens is the prostitute has to hire another prostitute. She gets one of her friends and somehow. And but at time it gets down to the end, she doesn't she doesn't know the purpose. So she will give it her full attention. So the same is also with the satan. This satan that we say that is intending us not to listen to him is the initial satan up there, but as it tra- trickles down here, it actually starts really wanting that we should listen to him, and that's the only way we can it can actually win from time to time. Um, but that's the that's the, that's the story of the zohar. So, but 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 the main thing is it starts off good. The zohar but since it starts of good, you can always fix it, because you can bring it back to its source. Chazal say an astounding thing. It says when God said he saw the world as good, it's referring to the Yetzatot. When he said it's very good, he said that's the Yetzatot, that's very good. Because ultimately, it's, the Sahara is like really good, because, but when it comes down here, when it, sorry, the time it lands on earth it becomes really evil it's, he says it's similar to a broom in which you sweep a house the broom is really good because it has a good intention to sweep the house through him you get we get rid of rid of all the splinters and all the things that can hurt someone. V'apisaylas and all the filth menabai is from the house. shevet, Lahakas But when you grab the broom to beat a child, nasara the very same broom suddenly becomes bad. So, Vizel meloshin milael umilara. Oifen echad ba'aretz. means the way it is from above. Melara means the way it's going down. Do targum shalmai Mata. Oh, when the targum is translating above and below. He's translating melara below. Because that's where bad starts. Umata shmo Shama shmo lamata nekra melara. Milara she'ein Rachas chas Ki im shoirish That's the point. Milara. It's the source from where ra can come from. That means that the oifanim Milara, they're the source of our nefesh Masha hu Anything that belongs to the milael, milael doesn't have any shorish Like the srafim there is no service for bad. Avlo afanim shem basia. The afanim who are in the world of asia. So all of them are af asisif. Af af means anger. Hainu shabasia yesh yaniko af. There's room for the af to get in. Al detav shloisha pashu Af. It says three started with af. Haman said af. The snake says af, and one more bad guy said af. Af is not a good word. Elachen agam shoy and the afanim have the word af inside of them. Even though they're perfect holiness, and there is an oifen on the ground, who he's the crown of the world of asia. Because from him can come. They stand in a world where where the rock could come from But actually, this is what causes the eifanim to get with a greater intensity. More than that Shem they're in a tremendous In other words, it's just like Chuva. A Balchuva, because a Balchuva knows that there is a there is a he, ha, he has a doorway inside his consciousness that leads him to a very dark place. That itself creates him to have a tremendous burning desire to run towards Hashem because he, he's afraid of that dark little door that he doesn't want to enter. It's just the, it's the possibility for sin. If you're doing all, all your life tshuva, then there's no... The godly soul that is in a person's nefesh, that it's in a state that it's possible for it to sin. It came down for such a high place. Basically the Rebbe is saying that this this whole state is all a plus. It doesn't have to be God forbid that we we allow ourselves to get are pluntered and all this bad. But at least it exists as a possibility for it to come out, which creates a bigger rash by the by the nefesh of Ahames, by the Eifanim. Um And that's why they're called Eifanim HaKodesh. We don't call any, the srafim are not called Kodesh. Kodesh HaEliya Sholamaylam HaBchenas Kodesh B'Vav Sh'oimrim The srafim are only saying Kodesh with a Vav. Two weeks ago, we learned the big difference between Kodesh and kadosh. Kodesh is only a little ray. But this will answer the word. It says in Masech Tashchulen. Masech implies that the oifanim are higher than this Rafim. That the Ophan is on the earth. How, how do you how do you reconcile that? Either the Shneim Emes, they're both true. Sheavapisha Embasia im kolzaliyah. They are rash gadol shalahem through their intense commotion and magiim lemay lamasrufim. They reach much higher than the srafin. High nushas rafim masigim emchinas kadosh bevav. The srafin only apprehend the kadosh with a the vav. Veifanem nikkra ifanay akodesh. They reach the kadosh itself, Kesser. Malchus mekana and that's because Malchus resides in the world of Asiya versus Bina that's in Bria. you the and through this tremendous Yerida, Nasus, we know Malchus is the lowest, but she rises above all the other spheres. Nasus paila she becomes the crown of her husband. she's elevated above, above, in, above. which is Malchus. Tafka. Dafka from the darkness. is Malchus and living waters are going to come out from Yerushalayim. And from Malchus and Asiyah, it's going to feed. The waters are going to go and water. It's going to be upstream. It's going to water all the spheres above. It's going to, Yam is Bina, that's in is going to be nurtured by Malchus. What does he want with this last piece over here suddenly? It seems like it's a shtickle beer on the power of the Leifanim that we've learned earlier and the Nefesh of Bahamas. Um... And, and how it has all that power.